is Free Talk Live, where you're invited to call in, take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160 is the call in line if you'd like to weigh in. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And I've heard, you know, I thought a lot of people in relationships typically fight about money and materialistic things like that. And that's that tends to be why I avoid fights in relationships. But I've got a new one. A third of couples have admitted to having arguments about which one of them is greener or better for the climate, more sustainable than the other. What poll? Uh, What what city did they poll? I don't believe this. It was a study of 2,000 adults uh, in a relationship. It doesn't specify beyond that, but 2,000 adults found that 30% have fallen out over one of them being better or worse at being green than the other. And that's up there in the dumbest reasons I've ever heard for couples to argue. But having poor eco habits is now a major turnoff, too, apparently, with almost a fifth of respondents admitting they've either broken up or considered breaking up with someone because they're not sustainably conscious enough. (laughs) Why didn't you throw this in the compost heap? (laughs) And 22% have been pulled up on their poor echo behavior by their other half, with men more likely to be to blame, 32%, than women, 14%. Now, I will admit, I have teased Bonnie on occasion about leaving all the lights on in the house. But that really doesn't have as much to do with being green as it does the bill. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what Arya said right off the bat. Yeah. People, couples fight over money. Yeah. You're... And that's teasing, not fighting. Yeah, I really don't care. It's just I just tease her a little oh, bit. Oh, I like, would. Oh, were you born in a barn? You know that kind of thing. People who leave the windows open in the winter, <laughs> leave all the lights on. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I would fight about that in, speaking in a heartbeat. Of, speaking of lights, though, it did emerge that 69% of women turn off lights in rooms no one is using, compared huh. to 56% of men. Oh, what? So apparently, yeah, I, I. that's the opposite of what I would expect it to, because, mm. I mean, at least... The general mythology is the the dad is the character always running around, turning off lights, turning down the heat, and all of this other mm-hmm. stuff. But mm-hmm. in reality, it's women going around. I want to know who leaves, lights. who is more likely to leave a window ajar to let a little cool, fresh air in when it's friggin' thirty degrees outside. Well, in a lot who of does that. Uh, in a lot of families, they say at least they, being like people that study spending habits and things like that, um, they say that uh, women hold the purse strings. So it's the women who make big decisions about whether to buy a car or whether to, you know, or, or just paying the bills, that kind of thing. Even though the, you know, the dad or the the man in the house might be making more money, might be the the breadwinner. She's the one that makes the decisions. But wait a minute, I thought all inequality and whatnot. Yeah, w- what's going on here? But yeah, that, that makes perfect know, sense. Man. That makes perfect sense to me. Twenty years ago, I don't mm-hmm. know if that still stands. I think Especially it depends we- on how you cut the stats. You know, so, some sources say that women make seventy three percent of what men make, but if you look at women in comparable positions, they they tend to make the same amounts. I'm not sure. There's data to support both sides of the. And argument. when you consider how many single uh, mothers are out there, mm-hmm. has that uh, has that a, a, a mess with those the statistics there? Uh, being that you have women basically living off a of child support and or big daddy government. And yeah, they're making all the decisions, but there isn't a man involved. Well, there? I was talking about ones where in which there in are actual both. couples. Yeah. Yeah. And this is dealing specifically with people who are in relationships. Here's another one. 
while 59% of women clean out jars and plastic bottles before they go into the recycling. Just 43% of men said the same. I don't even have recycling. I haven't had recycling for years. Ever since I saw the Penn & Teller BS episode about it, I was just, I totally walked away from it. I've never actually seen it, but I've heard stuff about recycling, how it doesn't really like help or anything, and it seems to make sense. I recycle everything. Uh, and you know, yes, I, but you recycle it personally, right? You're using it around the house, that kind of thing. Well, I mean, I, I. Do you have the bins? I don't have the bins. That's I take okay. I take my garbage to the dump. Okay. Personally, gotcha. I don't pay anyone to do it for me. The reason I recycle is because I can basically get away with a two a two dollar bag of garbage like every four months. So you're doing it because it's subsidized. It, correct. It yeah. is, and but I have meaning meaning that when you go to the dump. If you didn't recycle, you'd have to pay the transfer fee per pound for everything you're throwing Correct. away. I'm, I'm throwing, but if you recycle, you don't have to pay for those. I don't things. have to pay for the anything I recycle. I don't have to pay for because it's being subsidized. Now I have, I have again. asked. I have asked up and down. The, the guy swears that it's not going to, right to straight to China, where they can just throw it off their boat into the water, which is mm. what they've probably been doing for the last 30, 20, 20, 30 years. He says it's going to Indiana or something, and it actually mm. is being recycled. But I don't, who knows what he really knows? Well, what you will learn, if I recall, it's been, I don't know, 15 years since this episode came out for the Penn and Teller BS show. This was back when Penn and Teller were libertarians. And uh, what, uh, the good days. Yeah, what you will learn is that most of the things that the government wants you to recycle are actually losers as far as the energy required to process the recycling of those things. Yes. So if the whole idea behind recycling is to save energy or whatever on making new products, then it's actually a total loss in most cases. With a couple of exceptions, they do point out that aluminum is worth recycling. Most metals, actually. Um, and they point out, what was the other one? There was like one other thing that might actually be worth doing, but paper, plastic, the stuff is not worth doing, and that's the bulk of what gets recycled. And they say that the reason you can tell that aluminum's worth doing something with is they'll actually pay you for it. Mm-hmm. The market the says free, the free market says. that's worth it. See, yeah, and, but and you know most people don't even most municipalities don't even recycle. They've just taken all that stuff and they're just burying it out in a big hill. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, when you consider how much trash you can put in a trash heap, you could you could really stack it. That's the other thing they say is like landfills are actually fine. Like they they point out that first of all, there's barely any of them um, as far as square mileage or whatever right. of of the the country. And that uh, even the ones that there are, there's usually plans for them where they like once they're totally full, they turn them into like golf courses. Well, ours like has uh, uh, vents mm-hmm. where they're actually venting out all of that heat. Hmm. Uh, they there was there were talks. Now this would have been a waste of money uh, of turning that into some kind of an aquaculture situation where they would be able to oh. warm the water and warm the greenhouses and stuff. And that was I actually a boondoggle. It would have been a boondoggle for sure. It yeah. was it was some grant de- uh, stealers looking for uh, uh, m- federal money to, well, right. uh, to make course, that happen. This is an industry that is dominated by governments. So for the most part, it is you know they're they're scratching their buddies' backs. See, I never heard anything about recycling and energy consumption or anything like that. I always thought the point of recycling was to minimize the amount of trash going into the landfills. I didn't think it had any purpose beyond that. Which that alone is completely overblown. They go into the history of the recycling program. It goes back to the 1980s, and it was essentially an F, um, whatever, the EPA. It was the EPA make work program that was just an excuse to create government jobs. Makes sense. Mm. And the other reason, the other reason the Greenies will bring up is that you are basically destroying, wasting a 
in some cases non non renewable resources uh, such as you know glass and you know metals and stuff you basically just burying out in the backyard you're not really getting rid of it I mean I guess you could wouldn't that be something 50 years from now you actually have specialists who go to these landfills and they specialize in digging up old trash to recycle all of those you know precious uh, com- uh, you know metals and glasses and stuff I don't think it'll ever come to that but uh, that's the other reason you recycle is because it's it's, it's wasteful, but as Ian mentioned, uh, when you consider it's just it's just like minting pennies. When sure. it costs more to mint a, a damn penny than it does that the penny is actually worth, uh, you have to think about what you're actually doing. Is See, this is this actually cost effective? I get recycling on a personal level. Like if I buy a bottle of water, I I get the point of keeping the bottle and refilling it because then you know you're just refilling a bottle of water for free instead being, of paying you're being another. Frugal in that case. I don't even know if that would be frugal. It's just not it is frugal. not reckless with money. I, I don't know if it would qualify yeah, as I've being I've done that frugal. before. I've done it to the point where the bottle gets a little funky and I throw it out. <laughs> yeah, you they know? start to degrade or rot or something, Well, it's right? just, you know, there's, yeah, as you're drinking from that thing, uh, unless you're sanitizing it with like a dishwasher or something every single time, it's gonna, there's going to be some funky. germs that are going to build up on that thing. So you got to toss it out after a few uses. Regardless of where you stand on climate change and recycling and being green, though, don't let it destroy your relationships, your friendships, or your romantic relationships. That That's silly. Be adults about this. But what are your thoughts? Maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe this is a bigger deal, and you should determine your partners based on how <laughs> into recycling they are. 603-283-6160. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. to join 603-283-6160 if you'd like to weigh in that's 603-283-6160 and the bitbox is a 100 percent open source wallet that mitigates a lot of the problems that hardware wallets sometimes have and that's why we're giving one away here on free talk live all you have to do is subscribe to our odyssey channel at video.freetalklive.com and then toot a screenshot of your subscription to me on our social media server, which you can find at social.freetalklive.com. We'll be choosing a winner at random using some methodology that we haven't even come up with on an upcoming episode of Freer Talk Live. That's video.freetalklive.com and social.freetalklive.com. Or you can just buy one directly at box.freetalklive.com. I need to rewrite this because that's a lot of freetalklive.com in there. But anyway, we are giving one away and... It's going to be fun. I like doing stuff like this. So. It's a $150 hardware wallet. I just checked the price on Amazon. Are they? Yeah. Well, you can get 5% off if you go to box.freetalklive.com and use code FTL. That's the way to do it. Absolutely. Knock some of that price off. Let's go to the phones. We have Major Payne calling from Michigan. Major Payne, you're on Free Talk Live. All right. Thanks. Um, I guess first I'll touch on this uh, recycling fiasco you guys are talking about as far as it takes more energy to reproduce it than it does you know than the viability of the end product um myself i got a tax bill my property taxes and they they bang me for so much for a recycling bin down the road that i don't even use they include Mm. a recycling bin in your property taxes yeah yeah there's a there's a recycling bin down here at township hall and every time you know that goes through the cycle i get banged so much for paying for 
getting that damn thing dumped that I don't even use. Hmm. Well, ours is coming right out of our city budget. Our our landfill is being subsidized. Like I said, you do have to pay to take your your garbage, but it doesn't. I I can't see that uh, paying for the entire facility. So there's like I don't know, maybe two hundred thousand a year for a population of twenty three thousand. But I, but but you're saying it's a separate line on your tax bill? Yeah, huh. yeah. It's a recycling. It's paying for the recycling bins around the county. Well, ultimately, people who are paying property taxes in Keene are also paying for the landfill and the recycling and all of that as well. But so, we don't have like a regular regular municipality of a garbage collector that comes around, so mm-hmm. we can't put recycling bins out by the road like they do in the you know in the big city. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't either here in Keene, and that's one of the things I like about it. In fact, um, when I lived in Mississippi, there was a single dedicated company that worked for the the county or whatever and everyone had to go through hit them right but here in Keene, there's actually competition there are private companies doing this yeah you can call up multiple companies and get quotes and go with whichever one you think is the best offer yep which is pretty sweet yeah. Yeah, i've already decided you know, if i lose my job because of uh you know mandates mm-hmm. uh, that's probably going to be one of my uh, new ventures you'll I'll go be, into doing okay. garbage garbage pickup cutting lawns mowing lawns sweet. the whole nine it's real easy work, and I got all the equipment already. I'll, I'll I need hire a new you. long guy, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still got a job, so I'll, I'll I'll put you on my list. Awesome. We have a lot of garbage guys around here too. I remember about twenty years ago, I actually met one cat that did it with a pickup truck. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and not forget, and not uh, we also need snow uh, movers mm-hmm. here in New in, in New Hampshire. This and the snow is coming. I think I think next week. I heard something. I don't know where it was. If it was New York or somewhere, but some municipality in a snowy area is like paying, offering like two hundred bucks an hour or I think something. It's Massachusetts for, was it Massachusetts for snowplow guys? Because they because all their guys quit. I don't know. It must be. Or Wouldn't because, surprise because me because maybe some silly mandate made people quit and or leave, and now maybe. they have to. This is kind of like under the table contractor work. Dude, if they're paying two hundred bucks, that's almost worth it to I buy know, a right? plow and, truck. And, mm. and Massachusetts is right there. I mean, that's almost it's almost <laughs> it's almost worth a twenty mile ride down to you know. Tax, Taxachusetts. Is it worth sitting in your truck all alone with a mask on? Because you know they're going to mandate that stupid crap. Who knows? <sighs> no. No, it's no. not. <laughs> what else was on your mind tonight, Major Payne? Well, I was just, China Joe today went on a tirade about getting the children vaccinated, and I just heard a news blip the other day about Big Bird pushing the little kids to get vaccinated. I mean, holy yep. cow, how long are we going to let the media push us? LRN.FM Hey, goodbye. It's going wow, ke- to keep happening with all of the heart uh, issues, adverse reactions that we've seen, especially amongst athletes, um, you know, you think people would have already wakened up. Uh, you but would no, think so. Well, I mean, but no, it's going to require it, it, it's, it's going to come right down to five year olds uh, having heart attacks. How often do uh, children go into hospitals for blood clots? I suspect it's not very often. It, it can't be very yeah. often, but that's what it's going to take. And still, and still, you're going to have these parents who are clamoring. I, I see them on the social medias. They're oh all about, God. I can't wait till my five-year-old can get their shot because I'm, we're, we're going to be the first in line. And it's sickening. It's child abuse. And I don't. There are some people who are, are who are never going to wake up to this. Yeah, and I had I had one uh, that they I had a link on a Twitter account. They actually took this woman's account down. Her name was like Sky Daddy or something like that on on Twitter. She got suspended 
earlier uh, last or sometime last week, but so I can't link to the uh, the the image. But she had a series of Twitter posts as like a big image by some leftist who was all about you know getting the shot, and she had like a fourteen year old son who got the shot, and then subsequently came down with some serious issue. I forget, you know, what the medical term for it was, but now all of a sudden she's got to pay for all these medical bills because it's like, well, the shot was quote unquote free, but the medical bills that now she has to pay for for her son are definitely not being subsidized by the government. She's got to pay thousands of dollars a month yeah. for for all of this stuff on. And so she was sounding like that she had changed her mind about this, that life had a way of teaching this lesson to her. And like, and then a few days later, she posts again about how she's going to have her daughter get the shot because her doctor says that these side effects are more likely to affect males than they are females. So after going through an absolute nightmare that is continuing with her teenage son, she's just going to go ahead and take the same risk with her daughter. Because, oh, because, oh, because some dude in a white lab right. coat told her so and yeah. this is the milgram experiment this is their 26 out of 40 people are going to kill you if, they, if if fauci tells them to i mean on what grounds would the doctor even make the claim that oh well these side effects which by the way aren't being admitted to by pfizer or the government or the cdc mm-hmm. are more likely to affect men than female and did this doctor recommend that she get her son the vaccine i'm sure he did well the, why is she still going to that doctor the doctor is one of the people who caused her to have all of these medical bills that she's paying for her son. Oh, and you know that doctor is getting a finder's fee for, for every vaccine that he administers. Mm. That, that's something else that isn't talked about ever. I, every, I don't know every about shot, fees. Every shot they administer, they get commission. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. They, not not, the, not the doctor themselves, but their, their corporation. Oh, like Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna. Pfizer's handing out commissions every shot that's that's given. Is that legal? I thought that's the reason they give doctors uh, like special trips. Like the sales agents or whatever from the pharmaceutical companies aren't... Last I heard, they weren't supposed to give commissions to To doctors. To the doctor. Yeah. But to the health administration? I don't see why that, do that. I don't see why that's not legal in this country that we live in. This cr- corp- uh, cronyism cr- uh, country. I don't know if it's legal or not, but I know massive amounts of money are being transferred from the American public. Is it legal to give have lotteries for vaccine uh, participants? Not when they the government's that? doing when it. When the government does it, it is. Yeah. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you want to join us, there's more coming up. Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. It's Free Talk Live. When a lunar observatory detects a radio broadcast originating from Proxima Centauri, the nations of Earth discover their first contact with an alien race may also be their last. With the Proximans facing an extinction-level disaster, Earth must choose between sending a ship on a multi-year journey or allowing nature to take its course. Saving Proxima, a hard science fiction thriller by Travis S. Taylor and Les Johnson. From BaneBooks.com. It's Free Talk Live, where you're invited to join us. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. That's 603-283-6160. We've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. Well, Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide, and it's available on an exchange. You can create an account at exmarkets.com. 
with just an email address so you can actually keep your privacy intact. You can then deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, and then use them to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. Learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org. And now you can buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com. That's exmarkets.com. And you might just be advancing the cause of liberty around the world, exmarkets.com. Let's go to the phones. We have Doc calling from an anonymous place. Doc, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good morning. Via... No, uh, it's New Hampshire still and not morning. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, we're... So, I'm officially having to break a promise on air. Um, I promised I would not be weird, but unfortunately... We're all a little weird here. Well, we're all a little... Well, yeah, we don't... Yeah, it's New Hampshire. Welcome to here. Um... Yeah, I'm a native. Okay, so y'all get the full measure of weird on air. And sorry, not sorry. Um, so yeah, I, I, I. This has been an odd segment because I am reasonably confident that we are over target. By which I mean, I think that the alphabets are a little concerned with what's going on and being awkward well they did drive a drone in through the studio here and they did kick in my door so i I agree though i know right like and yeah so like grokia sister so yeah there's there's a you um there's a so how do we make this? Is there any way to not be weird with this? No. I don't know not. what this is. What are you referring to? The fact that... What, yeah. are, what are the alphabets concerned with, you, you mentioned? I don't, I don't know that they're concerned with anything. This is... You t- presume you're talking about federal agencies, alphabet agencies? Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Well, they seem to be concerned with Free Talk Live and the people who are associated with Free Talk Live. Yeah, I mean, can you get to the point? Because, uh, you know, apologies, but you, you're kind of dancing around this. Let's let's hear it. Oh, you think I'm dancing? Then cool. Apparently, I'm over target. And on that cryptic ass, cryptic B-U-T-T note, whoever is not an alphabet, sign us off. Huh? I don't I have no know. idea what, I, what she is saying. I, I, I'm doing my best to try to figure it out. I mean, there's no doubt the feds have an interest in New Hampshire. Yeah, and they've been investigating us since 2005 here in Keene at the very least. That's the first time Dave Ridley was contacted by FBI head agent uh, Phil Christiana. And he has continued. Really? I did not know that story. Yeah, yeah it goes way back. Uh, he has continued to investigate free staters. In, I presume he's investigating more than just Keene. It's just I live here, so I hear about what happens here. Uh, and, you know, arresting us for various different things over the last two decades, roughly. I, I would imagine that a lot of the focus is on Keene because that's so much. that's where so much of the direct activism seems to happen versus the more politically oriented activism that happens in Manchester mm-hmm. or Concord or something. Here in Keene, the activism is very direct and not aggressive but and not forceful, but forceful in its approach. It's like, hey, we're here, we're declaring our freedom, and we're going to be free. 
And that tends to get yeah. the attention of the powers that be, yeah, one way it, or the other. Look, the, the reality is, I mean, she used the term over the target, and that's been true for years. I mean, now the Free State Project and the migration of freedom lovers here is really kind of reaching, I would say, a uh, an apex or a peak of activity. Maybe it'll keep getting bigger. I expect it, that it will. But we're at a level of people coming here and visiting and moving and buying houses that is just absolutely unprecedented in the history of the Free State Project. And so, I don't know if they can find houses to buy. Well, then they'll build them. That's because assuming they can find land to buy. There's plenty that's, of land. That's another problem. Well, yeah, not here in this, not in Cheshire County, but uh, you've got to, you're going to have to go out to the woods, plain and simple. That's fine. There's going to be people coming here. Uh, in fact, uh, Mark Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, recently had a uh, like a seminar, like an online you know home buying and moving to New Hampshire kind of seminar for people that are interested in this this migration, and dozens of people were attending this seminar, and I, this was reported last night uh, on the new uh, Pork Chat show that it's it's actually competing with us on, on Monday nights, but uh, Justin O'Donnell, Carla Garrick, Jeremy uh, Kaufman, and another gentleman, Bill, who's a New Hampshire native. So it's a Free State Project chat. Yeah, it's, it's like an official Free State Project open discussion kind of chat about things that are happening in New Hampshire and you know, taking questions from uh, from the audience about what's ha- what's happening, how to move, things like that. Uh, and they were they were reviewing the New Hampshire Democrats little seminar <laughs> that they had on Sunday night. Which, if you haven't seen it yet, if you want a great ninety minute long infomercial on why libertarians should move to the Free State Pro- to move to New Hampshire, whether you join the Free State Project, another question, but you should move here to get active for liberty. Uh, it is a fantastic presentation made by the New Hampshire Democrats, very, breathlessly against what we're doing, but at the same time, they really did a good job researching and it was mostly accurate in what they were saying and uh they do amazing work i gotta hand it to them on being obsessed with us so well that's how you know we're successful right i yeah. mean the democrats are panicking uh the republicans i don't know if they're panicking or not they're, they're probably they're panicking. too old they'll have a heart attack <laughs> you're not wrong that's especially true in cheshire county i don't know about everywhere else but the only republicans who weren't super old were the liberty ones from what I saw in Cheshire yes. County. Yeah, so we're literally going to outlast the old guard of the Republican Party. And uh, and the other thing is, like, the the Democrats are well aware of the free staters that are taking over the Republican Party and, and having a lot of success at it. Like, a lot of the key state house seats, uh, like the uh, House Majority Leader is held by a free stater. There's several, like, committee heads. So there's a bunch, there's like 20 or something committees of different types. So there's the Judiciary Committee and the Criminal Justice Committee, and then there's the Fishing Game. And then so like there's all these different things. A bunch of them are actually headed up by free staters. Awesome. Yeah. So what's the, the, what's the Senate like? Because I, I never hear that's anything harder about to that get in into. New Hampshire. There's only 24 senators. So for ah. listeners that aren't familiar, there's 400 state house seats in New Hampshire. So it's easy. Relatively speaking, it's easy to run for state house. If you can go door to door and knock on your neighbor's doors, you can win the you can win the election as a first timer. Uh, but as a senator, there's only 24 of them, so you're dealing with a much larger political territory, larger amount of people. What is that? Two per county? Is that how that works? I don't think I don't think it's divvied by county. Okay, um, it's one of those gerrymandered maps. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I think one of ours is so gerrymandered it goes all the way out to the seacoast. <laughs> 
we have two, I think we have two. I, I think that's the executive council uh, that you're thinking of. But yeah, there is. I know which one you're talking about. I've seen that that map before. Um, but it's harder to get into the Senate. And so far, from my understanding, we don't have any free staters who are senators. But that said, apparently, uh, Jason Osborne, who is the current free stater, who is the House Majority Leader, he's going to run for Senate in 2022. Mm. So that'll be interesting Ooh. to watch. Well, we just yeah. found out today uh, old Flanunu is going to be running, rerunning for governor. Yeah, he bailed on his he, plans to yep. run for U.S. Senate because I think he saw the poll numbers were dropping. Yeah, he's not, he's, not a, he's, he's not a fan right now. People so he are, figured he would stick with what he... Could do. Can probably do, which is pull off another re-election as an incumbent. When you say he's not a fan, do you mean? That I mean, I mean, he he has people. lost a lot of his fans. Yeah, people who oh, were die, yeah. die-hard Republicans who are always say, you know, ah, well, he made one mistake. I'm still going to vote for him because you know because of the opposition, but. Uh, he, he pissed off a lot of people this year. Yeah, he became a hardcore tyrant, and then he... Insi- Showed his colors. He constantly cried on Twitter about people who were threatening him, even though no one ever threatened him. He arrested peace- peaceful protesters who were just minding their own business at yep. the executive council, and he... And it's in front of his house. And he basically begged to bend over for the federal government to get $27 million from them, so yep. I will be surprised if he wins re-election for governor after everything that's happened. 603-283-6160 if you want to join us. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And it happened again. If you're still waiting to follow us on our Odyssey channel, now is the time. Video.freetalklive.com if you want to find it. Um, Bonnie just pointed out to us that we are not streaming on YouTube, and we've looked into it, and it turns out to be shocking. We've been given another strike, and we're suspended from their platform until, like, February. <laughs> so, like, 90 days at this point. Well, no, apparently that's how long this till the strike expires. But I think that we will be able to resume uh, the transmissions, but I don't think we should. But it, yeah, it's, I two, it's, it's up to two strikes right now, right? Yeah, yeah. if you get that third one, they that's it. permanently heads, delete everything. It's lopped off. And, yep. it's, and it's from a show from, like, three weeks ago, too. Yeah, there's yeah. steps about or four steps to dehumanization. I'm wondering if people are just not caught up and they're rep- actually re- re- physically reporting us, and it's not some silly algorithm or something that's spotting all of this. Because who knows? But we don't have to deal with that on our Odyssey channel. Correct. Right. You can find us there at video.freetalklive.com. It's free. It's decentralized. It's basically uncensorable because it's based on a blockchain-based technology called Library, which is actually uncensorable. But Odyssey is sort of a web-based front end for that and they do have some controls there like they don't allow pornography but none of that applies to us so we'll always be there video.freetalklive.com well i for one am gonna miss the endless similar (laughs) comments from the same three probably federal agents that are in our youtube chat every single night yeah just kidding actually i'm not gonna miss them at all i'm i'm deeply going to miss the complaints about one person being on their phone yeah and the other person who (laughs) Just says Bitcoin is a scam repeatedly. <laughs> Missing out on some quality commenters yeah. over there on our YouTube channel. It's truly, yeah, even truly lower tragic. quality than uh, than D Live. Honestly, just the worst of the worst. So, yeah. 
So, video.freetalklive.com. Are the, we still on your channel? Didn't we, didn't you have us streaming on your channel as well? We are, and okay. that was sort of a backup for yeah. when the, the Free Talk Live channel got suspended. I think there's, I don't know how many people watching there now, but that was just sort of a YouTube backup. But mm-hmm. it shouldn't be there anyway, now that I think about it, because that just encourages people to just continue using YouTube, which is... Yeah going out of their way to keep us off of their platform. So video.freetalklive.com. That's really where you should be following us. Let's go to the phones. We have Drake calling from Colorado. Drake, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. You got me? Hey, Drake. Yeah, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, I was calling to talk to Conan and everybody about uh, last week. I think said that uh, tiny homes, right before the break, said tiny homes were a scam. And I was, just wanted to say that I used to live in a fifth-wheel trailer and is pretty liberating to know all you could do is hitch up and head out of town if you wanted to and i was just going down i was wondering what you thought well how much uh, how much square how much square footage did you have it's like a pretty small apartment you know it was 38 foot that's a that's a pretty Uh, big that's a pretty big uh, establishment i lived in a 26 footer for about two and two or three years now when you're saying 26 feet and 30 whatever feet you don't mean square feet right 26 by eight or maybe it was maybe it was as wide as 10 so that was that's still pretty big. I'm talking about these 300 square foot buildings that yeah. people are clam. They're all crazy about um, the ones on the trailers. Uh, sometimes, the sometimes they put them. They, they they're on wheels so they can cart them around. But usually they get parked and they stay there. Little little. Uh, I mean, yeah. there was one of these at the Porcupine Freedom Festival last year, but it actually had like two stories and air conditioning, and it was pretty neat as a concept for someone who lives like a nomadic style life. But I, I can't imagine any actual appeal of one of these things. My biggest concern, first of all, it's it's definitely a fad. Uh, this is you go on YouTube and you and you. They say you, the same thing about Bitcoin. You look up a fad in that the people who actually no one's really investing in these things. Okay. And, and all the tiny homes that I've seen, I have a couple on my route on my route. Really. They're just in the backyard of their mom's and dad's home or wherever, and no one's living in it. It's just become a storage facility, a three hundred square you know? foot. Because I've talked to the people. I'm, okay. like, oh, I'm like, it's okay. a pretty neat little building. Who's living in it? Oh, we're just using it for storage. Hmm. But no, it's definitely a fad. You've got these people who say that they're living out, uh, you know, on the on the beach, and they got their pet snake, and they're, you know, they, you know, wh- where are they going to the bathroom? Where are they taking their showers? Where are they eating? They don't have that in their tiny they, home. They don't have. They don't. There's no room. But they have room for their banjo. But I mean, they have a room for th- for three books. But I mean, my biggest con- but here the reason that it pisses me off so much is because a, hold on, it's not a home if there's no damn place to go to the bathroom. Yeah, help me conceptualize this. You describe that's what I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> or they have like a composter toilet or whatnot, so they're having to deal with all of that. So give me an idea of what 300 square feet is like. Well, it's smaller than this room. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is what uh 15. It's like 20 by 15 or something like that. Probably about the probably about the size could be the size of this room. You could easily have a bathroom in the size of this room. The problem is, is you cannot do anything. You are never going to be able to work on your car because you because the the all the tools, whether they be garden implements or are working, you know, something to work on the, on my vehicle would take up this room. Just my just my tools. Well, not everybody wants to work on their car. What are your hobbies? What are you doing you, to your car that takes up the entire? He room does everything here? to his car. You're not going to have any hobbies because you won't have any room to store any of your stuff. Do you like to cook? Sorry, you, there's no room for any cooking implements. You're never going to be able to. 
where's that bread machine going to go? Where's your <laughs> where's your stupid juicer going to go? Where's your cause you, yeah? There's all kinds of stuff. The same the same thing with my kitchen. My kitchen would not fit in this room. I think you're over exaggerating how much space it requires for the average person. Like I, I can fix most things on my vehicle, and all of it fits in a toolbox that is the size of a laptop. Bag. If all you're really doing in this one of these tiny homes is just sleeping. And, you know, maybe eating some breakfast. All right. It'll work if you if that's your lifestyle. But you're never going to have room to do all the things that is going to it's going to it's going to prevent my whole my whole philosophy is to get rid of the middleman and do it myself because that's the mm-hmm. cheaper, better way to do things. Sure. If you live in such a way where you're paying some third party to do everything for you, tiny home will work for you. And that's why I think it's a scam, because it's pushing uh, self-sufficiency out of the equation. It's making everyone live in cubicles, not own anything, and be happy. And that has been the. And now they're actually saying it out but loud. But there are some people who are who are seeking that, right? Like I don't know if it, I would call this a scam per se. I personally am not interested in it. But I can understand why somebody wouldn't want to be tied down to a specific location. I mean, a home is a string. It's it's something that it ties you down. It's hard to get rid of. It takes time. It takes a lot of effort. There's always something breaking. You've got to always do repairs on it. That's, that's life. To, yeah, that's life. That's not to say the tiny home isn't going to need to be repaired. Surely it will. Trust me. But, yeah, and when something breaks in your tiny home, how are you going to fix it? You don't have any tools you because you don't have any somebody. room for it. <laughs> See, exactly, exactly. You have to call somebody. No, tools don't take up that much space, dude. I'm I'm sorry. Yes, if it, when you start getting to the nitty gritty and you start getting into, I'm not talking about just some wrenches and a hammer. I'm talking about the whole nine. Well, for somebody who you know, what do you it's imagine not, is going to break that can't be fixed with a ratchet? A, a tree hammer. falls on your roof. How are you going to fix that? <laughs> Don't put it okay. on your tree. That's, that's right. not very likely. One okay. of your tires. All right, one of your tires expires. How are you going to fix it? Where's your spare tire at? Where's call all the tools? Call AAA. Exactly. That's your goal. You're, you are you are helping my argument. You have to call a third party to do to Not help you. Not everybody wants to be as self reliant as you, Conan. Some people are totally fine with it's the idea of, the, of it's not It's part being, of the scam, Ian. I'm, dude, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's part of the plan. Roof. I don't need. To, I don't know how to fix my roof, and I don't feel like learning how. <laughs> so I'm willing to pay somebody who's a professional that's got years of experience at doing it to just come and take care of the job. And I'm willing to do that. And I think most people are like that. You know, this is division of labor. We can do something that is specific to our talents that we want to do. And that way, we can just pay somebody else to do the crap we don't want to do. I tried changing my oil when I was a teenager with my dad. I'm like, the hell with this. I'm not doing this ever again. I'd rather pay some oil jockey to do it. I've changed my oil once. And then I realized that you save basically like $5 by doing it yourself. And it takes a long time. Yeah, by I was comparison. like, screw this. Yeah. You can go to the Valvoline yeah. place here and get it done for like 25 30 bucks it takes 10 minutes they top off all your fluids for you which by the way the average person doesn't keep all of those at home anyway and then you're done this guys this is all true and i agree with you i can't i can't do everything I, there's whole no one can exactly i have to i pay someone else to do things that i can't yeah, do we need people in our lives but the scam when i say scam okay. it's a it's a plan it's actually being said out loud now for years and years why this why this fad has been gaining steam the whole plan has been to decrease your self-sufficiency so that you have to be dependent on other parties, on other people for everything. Now, I mean, Well, if so, the tiny home makes you less dependent as far as you've got less no, to go may, no, wrong. No, it makes you more dependent. I don't know why. And, and, and the, and you, you've and got pe- less square footage, you, so you, therefore there's less to break, right? Like, but you don't have anything. You don't have a life. That's have, up to them, man. You have your metaverse. You have your internet. Uh, what, why can't they, like... 
go outside or go to a bar just yeah. because they live in a tiny house. They're going to be outside more often because, like Conan says, there's not much they can do inside the home. You're so going to have to do more things outside, correct. So they'll yeah. have a life. Will they? It, it sounds like to it. them. They can move the thing into the middle of the woods or they can move it into a, like a trailer park, man. They can do whatever. What are your thoughts? 603-283-6160. I, I'm sort of between the two of you on this. Sometimes it's easier just to hire someone. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down. And to put you in control of your own happiness. So you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and as always, you're invited to weigh in, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to do that, that's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And we just had a caller asking about tiny homes. Drake, thank you so much for the call. Uh, You seemed to have hung up before we could actually get back to you. Uh, You had a question about tiny homes, and that's got us into a broader subject about sustainability well self-sustainability we were talking about sustainability in the first segment how couples are fighting over it but now we're having a much broader discussion about sustaining one's lifestyle and paying for something versus just doing it yourself and like i was saying when we were going out i'm sort of between the two of you on this there are some things that it's worth it for me to just do myself like if the if the alternator were to go out on my eclipse it's worth it for me to just do that myself because it'll take me at most an hour to do. But if it's something like the timing belt needs to be replaced, which I did have it replaced like a month or so ago, that I could do that myself, but it's going to take four or five hours of work at best. And maybe tools that you might not have available to you. Yeah, there are definitely things that uh, uh, it's it's better to contract out. The people who specialize it, who have the tools, who have the knowledge, are going to be able to do it in so, less, so much less time than you course my thing is is that it, i'm not this but if is, a this tree is, if a limb fell on your roof would you be capable of fixing it oh definitely I mean, what is the, ultimately the difference between I, this is something i've never really looked into in any serious manner because it's not the lifestyle that i'm looking for but what's the difference between having a tiny home which is a relatively small square footage living space that could be you know portable that is portable it, that, and, that most people can never move again because they don't have the vehicle to do it well a lot of them i would think that would be part of the deal is like they got a big ass truck or whatever that they can move the thing around with. But uh, and versus an RV, which is what's or, the difference? Or, or a travel trailer. 
Yeah, which is the, which is and, and that's and that's a very good question because one of the other problems with these tiny homes is when you when you actually started to add up all the all the materials involved mm-hmm. and and making them roadworthy too. By the way, because that's another one. People a lot of people don't build these things roadworthy. They are They're dangerous. Not shockproof. They are not shockproof. Right? Yeah, everything gets rattled around. Mm-hmm. But even that that even happens to travel trailers. You know, especially plumbing and stuff just comes loose when mm-hmm. after, sure. after it's you gonna just, happen. It's going to happen. Constant vibration. But when you consider the, the actual building materials, uh, why not add another three hundred square foot? Why not add another? Why not add a nice big fat garage? I mean, it's the, well because the, the, then it's the, not the, portable, right? Well, I just said most people aren't moving these things afterwards. Is that true? Oh, the way the, the tiny homes that I'm familiar with, mm-hmm. and and when you consider that they're basically they're all sitting on their tires because people never people, no one ever blocks these things up. They're sitting on tires. The tires go dry rot after you know a couple of years, mm-hmm. and then they're not again. They're not roadworthy. And and I said most of these things are like 300 square foot. That is way bigger than most of these things that I've seen are. We're talking like 100, 120, 150 square foot. That's like the size of a gel cell. This room, I'm I am thinking this room is about 350 square foot. This is a, and this is a big room. I could put, I could put a lot of stuff in this room. Mm-hmm. And so we, but we are using this argument, uh, pre- comparing this I mean, we room. We put an entire studio in this room. Correct. And we're all there's four of us in here, and we've got all this equipment. I mean, there's a lot of and we still have room to walk around. Most of the tiny homes I'm familiar with, lot smaller. The travel trail I just looked it up. Or I did the calculation. The travel trail that I lived in was 220 square foot, and it was me and my daughter, and we were cramped. Uh, and I did that, but I did that for three years. But but I was still. I was only 19. I didn't have anything yet. Now I have accumulated more material wealth, and I don't. I wouldn't have room to do anything in this thing unless that was my lifestyle. And some people can do it, and some people like. And by the way, people. I, I don't pe- understand people, the appeal. People are of people. already. People are already doing this. You got people in the cities that are living in these stupid cubicles. Look at the Japanese. I just saw an article. Some someone they were they were uh, uh, visiting like the smallest apartment in Japan, which is like 90 <laughs> square foot or something. It was. It's. It was. It happens a lot in the United Kingdom as well. It, I can't imagine. Yeah, New anyone. Yorkers have been living in the tiniest of apartments for a very, very long time. A lot of them have. And you and, and you were talking about the nose for them. You were talking about the best part about these things that you can just pick them up. You could take them out in the middle of the woods and do whatever. But if you're out in the middle of the woods, why not build a bigger home? What's keeping you from? Because maybe it's more expensive to build a bigger home. It's going to, you know? as I said, it's going to be. It's going to be a little bit more expensive. And maybe this is the kind of Correct. person you got to understand. This is the kind of Conan. You're the kind of person who you put down roots. You build a garden. You you know you take care of repairing your own truck. You're very self sufficient compared to. A person who would be building a tiny home. Now, the person may be building the tiny home themselves, which would make them somewhat self-sufficient. Or maybe they're hiring someone to do it. That's another really great question. Just the material, just just the room and the tools to build a tiny home. You wouldn't be able to fit all that material and that that, those tools. Maybe it's a person who had a home. And they probably come from all time. Like, you probably got people coming into this from the cities who are living in a really crappy apartment. They're like, man, a tiny home's an expansion, right? Yeah. Like, they're getting more room and they can move the thing around. Or maybe it's somebody who's had a big ass house and they're like, all right, my kids have moved out. I don't want to have more kids. And I don't want to take care of this damn house. I don't, want to ha- I don't want to have to have a maid come in to clean the damn house. I don't feel like cleaning the thing. All right, I'll spend the money to build a tiny home or spend the time or whatever to build a tiny home. Get into that, sell my old house, cover the costs, yep. and then just hit the road. Now I this, mean, what? The, now this is there's what, nothing wrong with that. Except, except why not just get a travel trailer? 
Okay, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's What's the already, difference? That's already built to yeah. pull behind your vehicle. I, I got to agree with where, you there, Whereas Conan. these tiny homes are dangerous. A lot of them that I've seen, nah, please yeah. don't pull. I, if I see something driving, one of those things driving down the road, I'm just going to stop him. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But that's I, that's why I'm saying, like, what fundamentally is the difference between a tiny home and a travel trailer? The, the tiny home looks neat. And, okay. and it's a fad. So it's all about now, looks. Now, now, okay. here's, now here, I, I could make it work. I would live in one of these things if, if. I could have a four car garage next door <laughs> where I could store up where I could have where I can work, where I could store my stuff, you know, and I would sleep and I would poop and I would eat in the in the tiny home. Well, I've got something here about this. Uh, the number one reason for people to choose a tiny home versus a mobile home is that tiny homes are designed to be just like a real house, but smaller. Therefore, the quality should, in theory, be the same standard as a traditional house. But as you pointed out, and as this place points out, that's often not the case. It is cheaper, apparently. A tiny house on wheels will cost you around $60,000. Or you can find tiny homes for as little as $10,000 or as much as $200,000 versus $50,000 for a mobile home. Mm-hmm. So there are reasons, evidently, it's cheaper. I mean, the, the, the one they have a picture of here is absolutely tiny. Uh, they're built on wheels, so they're portable. They're not, this is not a. I'm not seeing very many selling points about what is good about this. All right, here's an and here's the other scam when it, when, it, when, it, when it comes to these small homes. You got the, the here's another fad. It's these storage containers. They take and they stack them and they cut windows out and the whole nine. I've seen those. That's a, this is another huge scam, especially if you're in the desert and or you're in a climate like ours mm-hmm. where you have to insulate them mm-hmm. properly. You have to do it the right way. Otherwise, you get moisture, condensation buildup inside the unit. And not to mention, you lose so much space just in insulating the damn things. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't make sense. Storage units to actually use as like a garage to store things in it. I, I would I would definitely I'm keeping my eyes open for a good cheap one myself. Those, but they have gone up as far as inflation is involved. They've gone up through the roof. Um, but actually, turning one of those into a living uh, uh, unit, nah, nah. Well, you wouldn't want to live in the desert or New Hampshire if you were going to live in one of these tiny homes, right? You'd want to live in somewhere with a more temperate climate. This is what I'm saying. If, if you're going to if you're going to try this, don't do it in New Hampshire. Well, according to a website called TreeHugger.com, they say that tiny homes are more weatherproofed. They are generally better insulated and winterproof than campers since they are custom built from the ground up. Owners can choose what kind of insulation and heating and cooling options suit them and their local climate, whereas RVs are generally not built to be lived in during the winter. Uh, so they say that the tiny home is a is a better option if you're going to be staying in a. I think I, I think I would agree with that. But you're but you're going to have to build your tiny home to spec. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to you know put a, put the proper amount of insulation in the walls. Uh, otherwise, it's just a, basically just a RV on wheels, which is why not just buy an RV. And still, insulation is only going to do mo- so much if you're in like the desert or New Hampshire. And you're going to have to you're going to have to heat it and cool it as well. So yeah, that's, you don't that's have as much space. square footage. If you don't have as much square footage, it's not going to be as hard to to cool the thing. And every bit of insulation you put in there, believe it or not, is going to reduce the square footage at least to some extent. If you're and if you're talking about like a wood stove or something, you need a certain amount of space around your wood oh, stove. Yeah, so yeah, you're, you you're losing more real estate. You wouldn't want to go that route. No. But if you're living off the grid, why are you not using? wood to burn. Why? What are you going to use? Electricity? I don't know. If you're living out in the woods, where's your power line coming from? The power company is not going to run a power line to your <laughs> tiny home. Well, that's the other ever. thing. A lot of tiny homes are under weird regulations by cities and or prohibited entirely. Yep. It's a bit of a mess, according to the story. A lot of gray areas legally. Maybe we're missing something. What is the reason to get one of these things? 603-283-6160.
It's Free Talk Live. You can join us, 603-283-6160 if you'd like to weigh in. That's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Cody. And Bitcoin.com. It's the best place to go to learn about cryptocurrency. Just click Getting Started at the top of the page. Take a few minutes out of your day to watch some videos about this important world-changing information. Because I don't know if you've been watching the news, but the cryptocurrency market cap yesterday passed $3 trillion. Bitcoin, I believe, hit a new record high today. Which, if not yesterday, 68000 and change. Which is not something we're going to just continually say here because once Bitcoin starts doing this thing, it tends Every to hit day. a... Yeah. And yeah. it gets... I, I, All right, 69, sadly, yeah. 70, okay. It's weird to say, but it does get old saying, oh, Bitcoin hit a, yet another all-time high. <laughs> so head on over to Bitcoin.com. And if you already know about it, you want to stay up to date, go to news.bitcoin.com to stay up to date on all of the news and headlines that are relevant to you. That's Bitcoin.com and their new site, news.bitcoin.com. Let's go to the phones. We have Camel calling. Camel, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, you want to know about the origin of why the whole uh, tiny home thing kind of started, why people wanted them to begin with? Yeah, because I don't get it. Because they're getting sold out of because they can't afford full-size homes anymore. Well, I, I was kind of looking at this like 15 years ago, right? Like I think was, that's around where it started. But when I first heard about it, it was like they wanted to offer alternative housing for homeless and they were trying to get around city regulations for housing that's a noble it's enough, a goal. Home. Right. A noble enough right. goal and of course no municipality wants a camp of homeless no. right outside <laughs> their their uh, bo- their boundaries and so that is why this legislation is, is basically it's 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 countrywide where you can't get you can't get a septic tank dug Unless you have a permit from the city. The city is not going to give you a permit if you live in one of these tiny homes. It has to be a certain square footage. You're not going to get your power run. The power company is not going to run a pole out to this tiny home because you can't get a city permit because the city has a law set up to prevent this from happening, which is sad. Well, what would you need power for in one of these tiny homes anyway? To, to run your, your metaverse. How are you going to gonna run your internet, man? I I can't imagine someone living in one of these tiny homes, you know, really wanting to play World of Warcraft or anything, you know, that they would need high demand internet for. Their cell phone. I don't can think you want to actually like live in one anyway, because during the day it's going to be hot as heck. Yeah, and then <laughs> you're just going to basically just sleep in it. Yeah, that's that's that's, and that's what I was saying. I would I would I could do that. If I had a four-car garage right next door for all of my stuff, but I would sleep in the stupid tiny home. Yeah, that'd be all right. So, Camel, you were looking into possibly considering getting one of these. You just chose not to. I mean, was that what oh, it was? It was just yeah, because it was just the weight of it for one thing. They weigh so much more than an RV or trailer anyway, mm. but twice as much. They're so hard to, and that makes it so hard to tow and transport. Plus, like Conan said. They're built like a house, and they're not meant to be, you know, transported on the road constantly. Hmm. If, so if you can even, like, if, if you can even get a permit to pull the stupid things. Oh right, yeah, and you have to build it to DOT specs yep. and everything. Sounds like a mess. Yeah, it doesn't sound like anything I'd want any part of. Uh, thank you for the call tonight, Camel. I I don't get it. 
And I'm not By going By the way, to... used our SIP line. Sounding good there. He did. You can find that at, what was the? SIP, S-I-P dot freetalklive.com. I'll give you the step-by-step instructions on how to call in that way. Yeah, that way you can get past the whole mobile carrier nonsense or landline nonsense. Or the, the calls just don't sound as good as they do with VoIP. And SIP, as I understand it, is an alternative to? It is VoIP, VoIP. basically. Okay. Awesome. That's sip.freetalklive.com. You're just not using phone, the phone switching or whatever. It's just straight point to point. Nice. Yeah. So you had a story uh, that was related to the climate change thing that we were talking about earlier. And for those who don't recall, we opened the show with this article about how one in three couples or 30% of people in relationships have admitted to fighting over climate change, which to me is absolutely bizarre. (laughs) But you have something related about Americans experiencing pre-PTSD, which I, I, is PTSD yeah. <laughs> before anything has happened to can't cause even. PTSD. We have another level of victimhood. I mean, <laughs> we just can't have enough victims in this country, and now we've got another classification. And the numbers here are just so high, it's unbelievable. I mean, I understand that the younger people are always talking about how they've got anxiety and depression. I hear it all the time from millennials and Generation Z. I don't remember hearing anything about it when I was growing up and then, you know, in the 90s. I slap some mud on it and walk it off, son. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about that stuff. But now, according to KGO in San Francisco, a survey from Yale University is showing that 70% of Americans are now very or somewhat worried about global warming as more and more of them show signs of anxiety or depression as a result of that worry. I understand, especially for the younger generations, why they would, you know, experience anxiety. And I, I would suggest that a fair number of them, like Greta Thunberg, are legitimately traumatized, but it's not by climate change. By the way, have you seen her in the last couple of days? No. No, but they're, they're traumatized by the fear-mongering that goes on re- revolving around climate change. They're constantly being told that this thing is going, going to kill, kill them, them yes. and end the world as they know it. That's a terrifying thing for adults to be telling children. Correct. Especially when, you, when I know... For, I, Al Gore doesn't believe this nonsense. He didn't he, he say there were the ice caps were going to be it. melted. Yeah, but he doesn't really believe it. He has so many tells. He is he's been lying this entire time. Okay, why did you bring up Greta Thunberg? Though? Because yeah. exactly what Arya just said. She is traumatized. She's mm-hmm. she's losing her mind. She's textbook PTSD. She thinks she's going to die in the next five years. <laughs> she thinks that she thinks we have we have already passed the uh, the, the point of no the point of no return that the Earth is going to be on fire in the next ten years <laughs> and that we're all and that's you, you what what did she say uh, you've destroyed my future or something to that effect mm-hmm. I mean she really believes this stuff and and the, and the worst part about it is. Al Gore did it. See, the and, funny and, thing and, about and this, his cronies. The funny thing about that girl is, I you know I don't follow much about her, but every now and then you know you run across something, and I saw her criticizing politicians. Yeah, she says they're not for, doing enough. They're not doing enough. She says they just they just talk 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 blah and blah she's blah blah. Not wrong about that, right? Like that's the thing that politicians do is they just talk, and then because, they don't bec- ever actually do anything that you want them to. Because do. they don't really believe it, Ian. They're just playing the game. Yeah, they Greta, want power. They Greta want power. believes it, and she well, says the they're thing. not. She's not doing enough. They it's just like, talk. Blah, blah, blah. She's got a disconnect, right? Like she can see now that the politicians aren't actually helping her. They're yeah, so not this doing is... what they that she wants them to do. They talk about helping, but they don't actually do what they say they're going to do. So she can see that they're being dishonest. But yet she hasn't made the connection that the very same politicians run the government schools that told you all this BS in the first place. Correct. So maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, she's actually coming to a point where she's going to wake up 
she's going to get her red pill, and she's going to realize that not only has she been lied to, uh, but I mean, she, first of all, she's going to fu- she's already figured out that the, these politicians aren't going to do anything. Right. The next I, step I is know, the next step is to figure out that she's been lied to this whole time. Unless by the of course she's a tool, and she's you know. I been, think they picked her for a reason. Yeah. I think she has. I think she has a. I think she has mental deficiency. She's I mean, going to believe anything is told look, to her. Look at Ann Coulter, man. Uh, there was just an article today uh, where she was describing oh, Trump as an idiot because he didn't fulfill his campaign promise to, you know, do something about the Mexican border. These people never learn. It doesn't matter how many lies these politicians tell, how many campaign promises they break, how much they promise to do anything. They're going to take their private chats to their climate change conference, and they're going to talk about what a serious problem this is, and then they're going to exacerbate the problem, if there even is a problem. And from what I can tell, there really isn't one. It's free talk. When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the chaos god once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time, as Something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times bestselling author Larry Correa and Bane Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more. Free Talk Live, 603 283 6160. If you'd like to weigh in, that's 603 and then we learned that 70% of Americans suffer some degree of climate change anxiety, largely because I, I imagine it's much truer on people who are under 30 or people who are under 40 or whatever, because we've heard this crap our entire lives. Inundated. And, and, and it wasn't even that bad when Ian and I were kids, but we had... I remember when Captain America was a thing, but that was all about pollution and stuff. That made mm-hmm. sense. But now you the, mean Captain Planet? Captain Planet. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Captain Planet. Yeah. But um. But that was all about like it was about pollution, which made sense because they, we saw pictures of the flamingo all caught up in the 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 uh, can uh, can uh, can holder or otters sure. and you know floating around in oil and the pelicans. That made sense. It's like yeah, this is nasty. We need to do something about this. But no and, one did and, anything and to about a, it. And to a certain degree. Or either that, or they stop reporting on it. They just stop. I mean, there's a giant trash island in the middle of the Pacific. There really Ocean. isn't. That that does. It's a myth. There's a lot of plastic floating around in the ocean. Yes, and it kind of kind of uh, concentrates in certain areas. But there's not like a island that you can walk on. No, but, obviously you can't walk on it. It's floating trash. Yeah, but the pictures they show every time they show that floating uh, island of plastic. It's usually someone's coastline. It's usually some South American coastline, and and they're not and they and they zoom out in such a way that it's they just showing us this floating garbage. When it if you zoomed out a little bit more, you would see the some dude on a dock throwing a bucket of trash off the off the uh, the uh, the pier. No, this floating island in the ocean is just really small, little tiny bits of plastic. A lot of it's clear; you can see right through it, and it's just breaking up. This and the sun is doing a lot of the breaking up. 
Well, there is massive amounts of uh, plastic in the ocean as well. True, and and probably a lot of it is American trash that we sold to the to Asian countries to recycle for us, and they're like, "Hey, this is good business," and they're throwing it off the pier, just yeah. dumping it right off the boat. At any rate, no one has done anything. Uh, I mean, recycling didn't help. They they put forward these centers that we talked about where they. They don't really save on materials or energy or anything like that. Nope. They end up burning more energy than it takes, and thereby polluting more by trying to take 10 plastic bottles and turning them into 10 slightly different plastic bottles. I don't know exactly what the process is, but the idea of recycling, as I understand it, is just like reusing your own water bottle or reusing your own cans or something like that. Cutting out all of the middlemen and saying, hey... I can reuse this thing and not throw it away yet, and that's useful because that's just less trash. At least less trash now. This is true. Frugality. That's the that's the um, that's the way to go, in my opinion. But it's so easy to buy all of this stuff. You know, you, you, what are you gonna, what are you going to drink? Can you drink the water out of your tap? Do you have a nice filter like I do? You don't. Yeah. Oh, you're buying your water, and, you, and they all come in these individual little receptacles, and you. Yeah, but the keen water is so bad that in the span of about two months, I already have to replace my filter. I don't know what you're talking about. Keen water is the best damn municipal water I've had. It is, and I still have one of those osmosis, uh, reverse osmosis systems because yeah. I can taste just a little bit. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's good stuff. Uh, in Tennessee, uh, in Florida, the water tastes like farts. It's awful down there. It's so <laughs> in, bad. In Tennessee, I could taste like the chlorine they were putting in there was just nonsense. See, was, I'm used to well water. I, I suppose I, I should mm. preface with that. But I mean, yeah, the keen water is filled with like heavy elements. It's terrible for your hair. At least they're not putting fluoride in. That's all I really care about. True. They are not doing that. And I check every time, and, and I don't think that's... We have enough crunchies here in this area that I don't think that would ever happen. But I think in Manchester... You guys over there, man, you should you should talk about all the legislation you guys are passing. You should look at that. Get that crap out of your water. They have fluoride in the water there? I do believe. It. At any rate, that's not helping with climate change. But 70% of Americans are experiencing, or at least somewhat concerned, about climate change. And they i got to say it- something, though, about this, uh, this headline. And it's KGO, which is San Francisco, a uh, major broadcaster there, reporting on this story. Uh, they link to this alleged survey from Yale that they're talking about here, where it says 70% of Americans are now very or somewhat worried about global warming. And I'm, uh, I'm not I'm buying that. At, 70%? I'm not buying that. I mean, that's horrifyingly large. 70% of kids? Yes. 70% yeah. of Americans? No. And they don't, you know, I don't see the, the demographic breakdown, but. According to the executive summary of, first of all, they link to a page over at Yale. Uh, which has multiple studies on it. So I'm taking one of the most recent ones, which is called Climate Change in the American Mind, published back in June, and it was done in March. So this isn't that recent, but it's you know from this year. It's the most recent one of this type. Right. And just looking for the word worried in this executive summary comes up with Americans, a majority of them, 64%, say they are at least somewhat worried about global warming. So, you know, 64, 70%, there's definitely a discrepancy there. Why 10%. There, well, not 10%, but why are they... Why well, I are mean, they, 10% of 64. I mean, it, yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. And, and, and why are they still using global warming? Isn't that over? Why, 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 I thought it was climate change or yeah. climate crisis or climate emergency. Well, they address a few different things in there, but anyway, I'm just I'm calling into question the reporting in this particular story. But that said, they did speak to a psychologist working in Oakland. He says, "Quote: You may have, his name is Noah Oderberg. He says you may have heard of PTSD, 
post-traumatic stress disorder. A psychiatrist came up with pre-PTSD because it's not a trauma that's already occurred. It's a fear of a future trauma. So it's this new idea. No, it's still just PTSD because the trauma has occurred and the trauma was fear-mongering. When they were in school or whatever. Uh, He says it involves anxiety and depression. He says he's seeing more and more people bringing up the subject of global warming and therapy, citing feelings of sadness and despair, saying that in California, the wildfires and smoke are a trigger. The stakes are high. He said, quote, 50% said they were planning to have fewer children, and one of the reasons stated was their fear around climate change. It's a very it's very new, and the field of psychology is not prepared for it. Now, what's this, what is this syndrome called again? What is it? Pre-PTSD. Pre-PTSD. Why don't they just call it, so we have post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Why don't they just call it pre-traumatic Pre. stress disorder? Because that's what it is. Greta, Greta Thunberg is suffering pre-traumatic <laughs> so. stress See, disorder. I have to disagree. She's just suffering from PTSD, the same as the people that the psychologists. They're just They've dumb. abused. But it's not yes. post yet. The, it's the, not, it hasn't happened yet. It has yet. happened. No, the, they're not scared of climate change. I Are, mean, the, it's not climate change that's scaring them. It's what adults and the media and governments have told them okay, so about climate change. As long and as, that has happened. But that's the as, trauma. As that's long the as, trauma. Yeah, as long as we identify where the PTSD is coming from. It's not coming from climate change. It's no, coming, climate it's change coming, hasn't hurt them. It it's hasn't coming from the them. fear media who is who is killing that poor girl's brain. Her amygdala is being blown out of proportion. Yes, and that trauma has already happened. It's already been blown out of proportion by the media and by governments constantly telling these people, hey, this thing is going to kill you. Just imagine growing up in those circumstances where from the age of five, you're being Non-stop. told almost daily that this thing is going to kill you. Your entire family and the entire world as you know it. Society is going to collapse Everyone's going to die. And you hear that, if not daily, at least on a weekly basis. Not to mention how they don't always say it so directly. None of us watch television. But if you watch any of these commercials, they don't say, COVID is going to kill you. Be scared. They're way more subtle than that. They're doing the same thing. Oh, they say it's going to kill grandma. Commercials don't typically even say that, right? They just The the politicians do. We're all in this... Yes, but I'm talking about the media, not the politicians. Uh, okay, go ahead. And the commercials aren't saying, COVID is going to kill you. You have to get vaccinated to be safe. Instead, they're saying, this vaccine will make you safer, like the Sesame Street things. Do something about climate change or it's going to kill you. Trust me, there they're are... They're not stupid. They know are, they can't just put out commercials on television telling you know people watching Sesame Street, climate change is going to kill you. They're way more subtle than that. I don't know what t- you're not watching TV because definitely some there are news pundits and there are politicians and there are celebrities who are ben, saying that you, COVID you show is. Show me a five year old that's watching CNN. Their teachers who watch these shows are going into the classrooms and telling Greta that it's going to kill them. It's going to kill them. I don't doubt that teachers are doing that, but that's secondhand. The actual exposure the kids are getting from you know firsthand information like media sources is just more it's from Sesame Street. Yeah. What are your thoughts? 603-283-6160. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to do that. That's 603-283-6160. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Cody. And I want to talk about the story that I've had for a few days now that we haven't actually gotten to because I mean, there's 
Even getting into this story is going to remove like 10 other things from the table that we could be talking about that are worth talking about. But this one, does anyone remember Sweden and how they chose to handle the COVID-19 pandemic by not locking down, not requiring face masks and not doing anything else that the rest of the world seemed to do? Yeah, they were the poster child for what not to do for like at least six months there. And, all of, and then all of a sudden you just stopped hearing about them. And it's, by the way, Florida is on that, uh, on that target map as well. It's interesting that you mentioned Florida because this article also brings up that Florida was inspired by Sweden and the example that they set. So a hundred years ago in New York City, 20,000 people marched down Fifth Avenue in protest against one of the greatest public health policy experiments in history. Is this the measles vaccine? Uh, it doesn't actually... Oh, no, it, it does say. No. For a year, beer, wine, and spirits had been illegal throughout the United States. From a public health perspective, it seemed a reasonable enough measure. I guess from the point of view of a statist, it, it We're could talking be, about prohibition here? Yes. Okay. From the point of view of a statist, it could, I guess, be seen that way. That alcohol was a dangerous substance was clear... Disease, violence, poverty, and crime were intimately bound up with it. Even now, despite its failure, it is known as the noble experiment. But was it right to prevent people from making drinks that they not only enjoyed, but that also served important cultural and religious purposes? No. 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 Hell no. Not, no not, even, if, not even if they were to throw the argument in there that it was you were creating lazy, good-for-nothing riffraff who would, who would throw... Who would be uh, uh, but citywide problems and or hurt themselves the and case. kill themselves? I drink and it doesn't really do any harm to my life. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, have a lot of uh, orderly drunks out there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've never heard anyone call it the noble experiment. It's I crazy never have either. Is what it is. Yes, and it didn't work, and it isn't working now because we still have prohibition. It's oh, just yeah. not on alcohol. Oh no, it's still prohibition on alcohol. Go try to uh, brew your own alcohol and sell it. You can okay. you can make your own wine, yes, and you can own a distill, a still, you but can you make can't. Your own wine. You, but you can't use it, yeah, to, to make alcohol. Right. You sure as hell can't sell whatever it is you brew. No. So yeah, there's prohibition is is alive and well yeah. in in this country. But you are allowed to consume alcohol, despite it being one of the most dangerous drugs out there. Sure. Well, cannabis, unless is, you're walking down the street, in which case, no, you're not. And by the right. and by the way, weed would have been legalized a long time ago if there were more people who liked it compared to the amount of people who like their alcohol. Well, there are plenty of people. I mean, cocaine became illegal, and like back in the 19th century, people loved cocaine and opium, mm-hmm. and they're still illegal today. Yeah, but then we found out that um, people of color like that stuff, and it made them into uh, woman terrorizers. And That's uh, also it, why cannabis became exactly, outlawed. Exactly. So not for the first all time. About, it's all about racism. <laughs> Good God, man. Hey, keep that critical this, race theory out of here, whole, Conan. No, that's, that is correct. That is what, that's exactly it is. what it is. I know it the is. The whole country is built on racism. <laughs> not for the first time. Ameri- and that's the point of critical race theory. Yeah. But it, it triggers so many people to just hear that, that they can't accept well, it. If you, it's, I, I think, I don't see any problem with re- the realization that it's all built on it. Yeah, and my my question been. my question is it's 2021. This is the is this is the best ever the best time ever to live as a person of any kind of minority in this country. There's so much diversity. It's such a melting pot. Uh, can you still? It is argue, the best time can, can, at any point in history, but that doesn't mean that things it, are even. Yeah, we can. It, there's always a better mousetrap. We can always do better. Sure. Um, but is it what it was? Hell 
hell no. Are we so? That's the problem with the people who who profess to to who teach this type of nonsense is that they still treat it like it was sixty years ago. It's not anything like that. Drop it. If there's if you keep talking about it and bringing it up. All you're doing is you're 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 creating division. Well, it you, can't be dropped. It's it's, it's it, like it, you're rub you're rubbing you're dropped. rubbing salt in the wound. More than fifty percent of the American prison population are Black Americans, yep. and they don't represent anywhere near fifty percent of the American general population. So we can't just pretend like, oh, we defeated racism. It's all in the past yep. now, dude. It's still alive and well. Cannabis is still there. Are, there are white companies. There are people companies owned by white people right now that are selling cannabis openly. While black men are still in prison for never having, a including victim. one of our former presidents, who laughed about taking it, and smoking it in college. And Who's that? Obama. But oh, he, I was but, thinking of Bill Clinton with his whole "I did not inhale." But he was. Thing. But he's of a certain class. So I don't. And that's what's. That's where it's at. It's not about it's skin classism, color. Yeah. It's about classism. Obama got I away agree. with it. I say, oh, oh, here's another. Here's another person of color, Kamala Harris. She's laughed about it on multiple occasions that she smoked it in college, listening to Dre, and then it, put a bunch of people in prison for it. Yeah, I so agree I mean, it's, it's classism. It it's not race, but yes, there are certain colors in this country that you're bef- you're definitely going to fall prey a lot easier than certain other color skin colors. There is a lot of overlap between the racism and classism, and the racism has largely morphed into just classism. Classism is far more common today than racism you're absolutely right but let's get back to this article not for the first time americans found themselves torn in a balance between freedom and security and it would, wouldn't be the last time until recently prohibition remained the largest experiment in social engineering a democracy had ever undertaken i don't know where this person is getting their information from i would suggest the public school system was a much larger social engineering exper- experiment but it's still taking place It's still going. Well, he doesn't believe that about public schools, though. Probably not. And then in early 2020, a new virus began to spread from China. Faced with this threat, the world's governments responded by closing schools, banning people from meeting, forcing entrepreneurs to shut down their businesses, and making ordinary people wear masks. Like Prohibition, this experiment provoked a debate. Well, except one of those tides was told that they were evil and immoral and murderers or manslaughterers and the other was sanctimonious and self-righteous in all the democracies of the world freedom was weighed against what was perceived as security individual rights versus what was considered best for the public health few now remember that for most of 2020 the word experiment had negative connotations this is what the swedes were accused of conducting when we unlike the rest of the world maintained some semblance of normality so this guy's swedish yes okay The citizens of this country generally didn't have to wear face masks. Young children continue to go to school. Leisure activities were largely allowed to continue unhindered. This experiment was judged early on as a disaster by Time magazine, a cautionary tale for the world, according to New York Times, deadly folly by The Guardian. In (laughs) Germany, Focus magazine described the policy as sloppiness. Italy's La Repubblica concluded that the Nordic model country had made a dangerous mistake. I like to I like to make a point of correction here. I don't think what they did was an experiment at all. Well, they were just carrying on doing doing everything normally. You need well, the experiment was everybody else. That's literally the next statement. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, go ahead. But the, so you're on the right track and that's that's why I brought this article in because it, it makes some excellent point. But these countries, all countries, were also conducting an experiment. 
and that they were testing unprecedented measures to prevent the spread of a virus. Sweden simply chose one path, which, as you point out, was to just carry on like normal. Yep. It wasn't about preventing the spread of a virus. That's just what they said. The experiment was to see how far they could put people under total lockdown and control and not have them act out in any significant Correct, manner. Correct, to see how many of the sheep would comply right. with this nonsense. They literally brought out prison terminology into mainstream view and lockdown. applied it to everyone. Yes, that's what they tell you in prison when it's time to go back to your cell. And if you don't. Yep. Well, I think Bad they succeeded. I, I mean, cons- in Australia, they even had yard time. It they did, sure did. Didn't they call it that? I don't remember what they called it. That's but it was, what it was. It was an hour outside per day, but they had yeah. to wear a mask. Yeah. And they couldn't travel more than some number of kilometers from their homes. Some of the Australian states are still on lockdown. They are not going to let off. I saw something the other day. I don't remember which pro- um, province or state it was, but one of them was saying, I think it was, might have been Queensland, uh, said, you know, we're not going to reopen until 80% of people have two shots. And it's hard to get the statistics from Google as far as what the different states have. But the whole country of Australia, it's only like 67% have both shots at this point. So they haven't opened up at all. So the hypothesis of the outside world was that Sweden's freedom would be costly. The absence of restrictions, open schools, reliance on recommendations instead of mandates, and police enforcement would result in higher deaths than other countries. Meanwhile, the that lack was the of, prediction. Yes. Okay. Meanwhile, the lack of freedom endured by the citizens of other countries would quote save lives. Mm-hmm. Many Swedes were persuaded. And no evidence. No that. evidence. In fact, more people are dying. Well, I don't. I know, imagine more he's going to get to that. They do. They do. In fact, get into it, and they don't appear to be having this. There, there's a surge of hospitalizations from COVID nineteen in California, mm-hmm. where the vaccination rate is fairly high. But Sweden doesn't seem to be having that issue. Maybe they've got more natural immunity. Hmm. Or Florida, by the way. Maybe they just didn't lock down and they got the virus and recovered. And now they're just fine. Like, you know, colds happen. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol. And we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube. And it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today, video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. If you'd like to join us, that's 603-283-6160. We're talking about Sweden here, but you know, there's a lot to be said about this pandemic that we're what, like 19, 20, 21 months into at this point, officially? Pandemic. I'm I putting mean, quotes around that. The the libertarians here in Keene are 
one of the best case studies that I can think of of how to properly handle COVID-19 because you mean throw a party every week yeah because if all of the fear mongering was true right every single one of us would, would be, be dead. dead by now mm. or at least we'd know somebody who was well you do know a few people well I know of a, of a person who died from COVID-19 one of our you mean listeners, Jean? no I meant my sister's ex-husband's father so you know him personally I did oh, okay I mean back when I lived in yeah. Mississippi I mean, he was... How old was he when old, he died? Old. Was he fat? Oh, absolutely. No. I mean, they, <laughs> I'm not so sure he died of COVID then. You know well, what, Ian? You, what you just did is something that I have that I have developed, especially this past year, is that anybody dies. Anybody. Colin Powell just died. The first thing I asked... How old was he? How old was he? Was he fat and was he vaccinated? He was. And he supposedly. was. He was all three of those things. Yeah. Um, and I wish I could, because we the, we see the obituaries here, and if you if you follow the social media here in the area, the local obituaries are always coming past, and people are like, oh, they got you know love and light and all this. And the first thing I always want to ask was he vaccinated? Mm-hmm. I, can, I don't know. I, I, if I can this see. Guy I can was see. Vaccinated? I can see from the picture that they were fat, were they also vaccinated? Because that's that. But and that's not being asked because before sure. they they did it. They did it in reverse. They're still doing it in reverse, where they're like, and they were unvaccinated, and this certain amount of people who just died this year, uh, this week, and fifteen percent of them, thirty percent of them were unvaccinated. But I, I don't, I don't care about that anymore. I don't we'll, care if they're unvaccinated want, or vaccinated. It, it means nothing to me. I think it's very important I, that I we understand even, who, the, the the adverse reactions from this vaccine. I think it's very important. But these news organizations I don't are because I have no intention of getting the vaccine one way or the other. It doesn't matter to me what the adverse reactions are. I'm not getting it. We've already made our decision. I want the people who've taken this or plan on maybe maybe giving it to their kids. That's so horrifying. Yeah. Because that's where it's at now. It, oh, if, yeah. it, but but we're not getting this information. We're not hearing about the adverse re- reactions unless you go to alt media like this station and or some of the YouTube's YouTube dudes or sometimes you can't even get that anymore because they're they're, they're protecting their bases so often they don't really say anything so now you got to go to Odyssey or you got to go to BitChute or you know Well these are all better places than YouTube anyway. This is true. But to circle back, I mean the guy who we're talking about he he was very overweight, diabetic. Uh, his doctor at one point told him, "Hey, you have to stop eating Burger King for breakfast every single day or you're going to die." And his solution, no no joke, his solution to that was to make the exact same breakfast, but at home. So learn nothing, right? And he he was the kind of person who expected a doctor to be able to just give him a pill and make his diabetes go away. Oh, man. So, that's that's this whole country. We That's, yes. we, that's Big Pharma. That's why well, Big that's Pharma why co- owns every every ad and every news station you're watching right now. If you, anyone you watch the news on TV, it's Big Pharma this, Big Pharma that. They own everything. Didn't Pfizer, like, CEO come out and say that it's a criminal act to uh, misinform people about their quote-unquote science? He did. Yeah. I also have that story. Yeah. But we're talking about, but you know, the libertarians here in Keene, none of us got vaccinated. We didn't wear masks. We didn't social distance. We we threw parties every week. You threw a massive New Year's Eve party where at, at least of uh, seventy to yeah, it was eighty at least people. Seventy, I counted at one point. Ended up coming through, and I was there at the door. I greeted every single one of these people. Yeah. I had COVID nineteen, recovered from it. A few other people here in the movement have had COVID nineteen and recovered from it. None of us died. But if the fear-mongering was true, we would all be dead, and Sweden would be 
a crater in the a earth. A mm-hmm. smoking crater. <laughs> but Sweden is doing just fine, and all of the people here at Free Talk Live are still doing just fine. Mm-hmm. But many Swedes were persuaded by the hypothesis that the lack of freedom endured by the citizens of other countries would save lives. Shut down Sweden to protect the country, wrote one author, perhaps the country's most powerful journalist. Renowned infectious Infectious disease experts, microbiologists, and epidemiologists from all over the country warned of the consequences of the government's policy. One model, powered by supercomputers, predicted 96,000 Swedes would die before the summer of 2020. Yeah, you know what these supercomputers are also doing? They're also predicting the climate change, Mm -hmm. the climate models that are always wrong. Well, the models are only as good as the data put into it. If you put in garbage stuff, you're going to get garbage out. It's, it, the last time I heard, the Russian model is actually pretty decent because it, it's like the only one that doesn't predict we're going to be dead in 20 years, 15 years, that or whatever that number is. doesn't mean it's any more accurate. It just means they put different data in to get whatever different results they wanted. So how many people actually died by the summer of 2020? It doesn't actually say. Mm. It, but at that stage, it was not unreasonable to conclude that Sweden would pay a high price for its freedom. But throughout the spring of 2020, Sweden's death toll per capita was higher than most other countries. But the experiment didn't end there. During the year that followed, the virus continued to ravage the world, and one by one, the death tolls in countries that had locked down began to surpass Sweden. Britain, hmm. the U.S., France, Poland, and many other countries that had variously shut down playgrounds, forced their children to wear face masks, closed schools, fined citizens for hanging out on the beach, and guarded parks with drones have all been hit worse than Sweden. At the time of writing, more than 50 countries have a higher death rate. If you measure excess mortality for the whole of 2020, Sweden will end up in 21st place out of 31 European countries. Hmm. If Sweden was a part of the United States, its death rank would its death rate would rank number 43 wow. of the 50 states. Interesting. The fact is shockingly underreported. Considering the sheer number of articles and TV segments devoted to Sweden's foolishly liberal attitude mm-hmm, to right. the pandemic and the daily reference to figures that are forgotten today, suddenly it's as if Sweden doesn't exist. Mm. When the Wall Street Journal recently published a report from Portugal, it described how the country, quote, offered a glimpse of what it would be like to live with the virus. This new normal involved, among other things, vaccine passports and face masks at large events like football matches. Nowhere in the report was it mentioned that in Sweden you can go to football matches without wearing a face mask. Or that Sweden, with a smaller proportional of COVID deaths over the course of the pandemic, had ended virtually all restrictions. Sweden has been living with the virus for some time. The Wall Street Journal is far from alone in its selective reporting. The New York Times, Guardian, BBC, The Times... They were all cheerleaders for lockdowns and can't fathom that casting doubt on their efficacy, even though, as the numbers here show, there is no evidence to suggest that lockdowns and face masks did anything to prevent the deaths of COVID-19. To and, the contrary. Yes, it seems that Sweden did better than most of the United States. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine the ones that did better probably were the states with very low population, like densities, like South Dakota and those other places out there. Yes. Yeah. And those who follow Sweden's example have a lot have also come in for a lot of criticism. When the state of Florida, more than a year ago and strongly inspired by Sweden, removed most of its restrictions, the judgment from the American media was swift. The state's Republican governor oh, it's was still predict- being dished out against Florida. Yeah, the Republican governor was predicted to quote lead his state to the morgue. 
The media was outraged by images of Floridians swimming and sunbathing at the beach. Oh, the horror. Their governor's counterpart in New York, the embattled Democrat Andrew Cuomo, on the other hand, was offered a book deal for his leadership lessons from the COVID-19 pandemic. Cuomo, who killed a bunch of old people from sending COVID patients to nursing homes or something like that. A few months ago, he was forced to resign after harassing a dozen women. Yeah, that wasn't it. They had to get him out of there to protect his butt because he killed thousands of old people. He was never going to be held accountable for that. But the result of his leadership lesson lives on 0.29% of his state's residents died of COVID-19, the equivalent figure for Florida, the state that not only allowed the most freedom but also has the second highest proportion of pensioners in the country, is 0.27%. So slightly fewer people died in Florida where there are a bunch of old retired people. From New York, by the way. Are they from New York? There's a ton of people on the west coast of Florida that (laughs) retired from New York. So, it doesn't appear lockdowns did anything to help anyone, and they shut down the world economy, and as a result of that, there are shipping containers oh, off yeah. the... You can't find turkey this year for Thanksgiving, so well done, government, for destroying the world economy. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, where you can join us, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to weigh in, 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And if you care about individual liberty, you should get up to New Hampshire, where the legislative branch in New Hampshire actually passed a law saying that government agencies cannot require vaccines of people and one of the most obvious effects of this which was one i hadn't considered was that schools and public univers public schools and universities and colleges wouldn't be able to require their students to be vaccinated in order to attend unfortunately they are still doing mask mandates at some of these schools i would like the legend maybe maybe there's something in the lsr that's the list of bills that have been proposed in new hampshire that are about to get you know official bill numbers or whatever Mm -hmm. maybe there's something in there about not being able to require masks either that'd be nice or get your kids out of the school that's the best thing you can do and now that we have uh, this school voucher thing has gone through is it a part of the budget now you might actually get paid to take your kids out of school and do something else with them you might think they call them educational savings accounts basically what they're doing is they're taking the money that they would otherwise use to put your kid through public school and they're giving that to the parents directly if you so choose to seek alternative education options for your children. Which is you only want. like, with the sad part about it, it's only like five, four or 5,000 from the state. Whereas then the rest is coming from your local, your local uh, budget, which is just, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy huge. So are you going to be able to fill in the, the gaps? Is 5,000 going to be enough to educate your kid? I'm wondering 5, if it will per be in the market. Year? Yeah, in the free market. In the I free market. And, 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 it, and the other question is, will this follow homeschoolers which would also be really nice i believe it does all right now we're talking uh but i can't speak for sure what i could say though is that apparently they're called education freedom accounts so not savings but education freedom accounts and you can learn more about it at educationfreedomnh.org they had a very nice looking well-designed website uh with details about it 
Awesome. So New Hampshire is a place you should be if you value individual liberty at the very least. Correct. Because we're not seeing that in other places like in San Francisco. No, that would be the least, one of the the (laughs) least free places in the United States. Uh, Oakland reporting for uh, Politico.com, Victoria Culliver writing that San Francisco will soon require children as young as five years old to show proof of COVID-19 vaccination to enter certain indoor spaces like restaurants, entertainment venues and sporting events, say public health officials uh, last week. The local mandate already requires children and adults over the age of 12 to show proof they are vaccinated before entering those places. And now city health officials are planning to extend the health order to children ages 5 to 11, which is now the group that has been recently approved by the federal government to be getting these experimental mRNA vaccinations. Papers, please. So it wasn't enough to propagandize the parents to the point that they wanted to get their children vaccinated or jabbed with these experimental mrna gene therapies they had to actually go and mandate it it's part of the it's part of the program this is this it's is stupid if it worked and it was a good idea you wouldn't have to mandate it no but this is not because what it's people about like it's, us would be dropping dead in the streets it's about the tracking system it's about getting you tracked everything about you it's going to be your credit score soon it's going to be your bank account yeah and it's, it's about not just training gonna, it's kids. not just going to be your vaccine card yeah and it's about training them early yeah the get, same the same way they did in this country with the with the pledge of allegiance right the same thing they did with uh, the flag bowing bowing to the flag they got them they got them young right they got the boy scouts first and then they you know because after the civil war uh, there were so many people in this country they were upset with government they're They'll- training these kids that it will now be normal it will be expected of them to carry the papers with them and then show them on every entrance to every business that they'll want to go to anything that is an entertainment venue any restaurant any place you want to take your kids to go out to they're going to have this mandate that they have to show now technically they don't have identification per se yet that's not happened yet they actually do address that in this story because remember the other side of the vaccination uh cards the vaccination passport things is that the vaccination passport doesn't have your photo on it so therefore right so therefore you're also required as an adult to show id that they don't usually talk about that in the news stories about this so it's like a double identification that you have to show because otherwise you know if conan is is uh has got the card he could just give it to me and then i could be conan for the day if i need or, to go shopping right? or you can buy some off of ebay yes yeah, so that's why they're requiring people to show id so they have to show two forms of id the vaccination card and their id yeah but the, children don't and have to IDs. get a happy meal from mcdonald's that's, this is why you have so many uh, municipalities New York is a prime example where they want to digitize all this. They want an app. They want it on your yeah. phone. So that they, and they want accredited in and or governmental agencies administering these 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 passports. Not just your doctor. They're going to turn this. There's going to be a new line at the at the at the the uh, the, the driver's uh, department. The DMV. DMV. Uh, where there's where there's another option. Or guess what? I was I was hearing earlier this year that they might they might want to set this up at the post office vaccine the vaccine line mm. uh i haven't heard any i haven't heard any word since since that came across our table uh, almost a year ago but they were taught they were in the works of moving a vaccine passport 
department into every post office in the country. The San Francisco health bureaucrats said uh, this, quote, as with children 12 to 17 who may not have personal identification, we will follow the same approach with the younger kids such that they would not be penalized for not having an ID. So they're going to be a little nicer to the children. They're not going to ticket the kids if they don't have an ID for now. But how long is it going to be before some parent you know, walks in there and they, they've got a bunch of kids and their younger kid hasn't gotten the vaccine or whatever. So they use their older kid's vaccine card for their younger kid or whatever. Right. Like they're they're switching cards around because they don't have to show I.D. Somebody gets caught and then some state legislature, because eventually we're going to see states mandating this. Right. Like that hasn't happened yet. Maybe mm-hmm. some it's, states like California. That's what I'm talking and, about. Yeah. yeah. State California. There's rumors that New Jersey's governor was waiting till he got reelected and he did uh, to put it in in place in New Jersey as a statewide mandate. So once this goes a in as a statewide vaccine, once it goes in as a statewide mandate, then they're going to say, all right. We can't be having parents switching people's cards. Not only are we going to punish you for it if we catch you doing it, which is obviously what they're going to do, but they're going to just start issuing kids' identification, I think. I mean, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? If they could do it, if they can get away with it, they're going to do yeah. all that they can. They've already got the kids going to their government schools. They probably have government ID cards for the kids at school, right? Like, I remember when I was in school in the 1990s and they started, like, creating these things i don't think they quite rolled them out in any meaningful sense like i don't think there was like photos on the ids but i've heard that nowadays they've got rfid chips in the government school ids for kids and they have to wear them around their neck as they're going into classrooms and they've got their photos on them so i mean they're already taking pictures of these kids every single year at schools it's just you know one step more to say all right now here's your license did i I tell you what i found out my seventh grader my daughter, mm-hmm. uh, I dropped, I was taking her to, this is Clarksville, Tennessee, and I was taking her to school. She was late. She, she overslept. I took her into the office, and I'm like, all right, what, what do I need to sign? Because she's like, she's like, send her off to the class, and I'm like, all right, what do I need to sign? I'm like, oh, no, uh, we just take their fingerprint. <laughs> and she put her thumb down on a little pad right there at the office and yeah. signed into school. This was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's going to get worse. We're going to talk more about how they're conditioning kids to accept things that, honestly, the Nazi Germans kind of did. Free Talk Live. As always, you're invited to weigh in with your thoughts and opinions. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And this may not come as a surprise for people, but evidently when you put people out of work for extended periods of time and you crash an economy, people turn to debt as a way of carrying on their lifestyles. And Americans have always sort of had an addiction to debt anyway. Sure. Yeah, well, that's what we, we learn from a very young age, that debt is all right. But it isn't. It isn't. But most Americans, you're right, don't believe that way. I mean, I think it's half of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. I think it's more than that. And but, they but, also but, have massive amounts of debt. But so. the, cra- the craziest part about it is it's not just poor people. It's not just lower lower class no, people who are in debt. No, it's half of Americans. It's, you know, there's plenty, right. of, plenty of richers out there, plenty of doctors and, and lawyers and the whole nine. They making, spend beyond what their income is. So, and, and then what happens? Everyone's living in debt. 
So a, a lot of a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, and all of a sudden you don't have a job anymore, Boom. or 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 one of your, or it's only one of you working, mm-hmm. and, and that man. just means more debt. And it, because of all of this, Americans now have record amounts of debt. This is American, mm. not America, the United States, which also has a record amount of debt. But American households are carrying record amounts of debt as home and auto prices surge. COVID infections continue to fall and people get out their credit cards again. Wasn't MSNBC just publishing an article the other day about how inflation is great and that Americans are <laughs> flush with cash and they, there's so many jobs? They, Thank goodness they, they for took all that, this useless paper. They took that tweet down quick, Ian. They mm. got so much backlash from mm-hmm. that stupid statement. Did they really? Yeah, they I said. I heard they changed the title of the article. It was. I don't, I don't know that it was an article. I thought it was no, just a tweet. there was an article. Between July and September, U.S. household debt climbed to a new record of $15.24 trillion dollars. The Federal Reserve Bank of Woo. New York said Tuesday, I can't do that math that quickly, but 6 billion people, $15.24 trillion no, 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 in no. debt. Wait, was, this it, was the United States, right? No, this is U.S. household debt. You said 6 billion So 340,000? Oh, that's right. There, there are fewer households, yeah. There's only 300 million people. Oh, that's right. Oh, God, you're thinking yes, world population. Yes, I was. And <laughs> but, it's not even 6 billion anymore. God, yeah. So wow. 340 yeah. million Americans, but it said households, right? Yeah, which is probably estimated 122 million households as of 2019. So what was it? 15 trillion? Yeah, let's go with that. 15 trillion. I don't know how I ended up citing the (laughs) world population from like 2004 because it's certainly higher now. I think it's past 7 billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in America, it's like 320,000, 300. Unless Bill Gates gets his way, he's going to he's working on that number. Believe it or not, this is only an increase of 1.9 percent. Or $286 billion from the second quarter of the year. Well, that's $286 billion more debt in a single quarter. That's, so that's an average of $122,000 or $123,000 per household oh, in debt. Lord. If I've got all my zeros correct here. As pandemic relief efforts wind down, we are beginning to see the reversal of some of the credit card balance trends seen during the pandemic. Such as lower spending in favor of paying down debt balances said a research officer at the New York Fed. And it's really not clear what he meant by that. Now that the stimulus sugar rush has worn off, I saw someone post today that... Lower spending as opposed to paying down debt balances. So people are trying to pay off their debts, is what he said there, instead of like buying stuff. And that was... The lockdown did that? Well, Well, the government did that, yeah. Yeah, it depends who you ask. I mean, some people say the lockdown changed spending habits, like people were more likely to spend on home improvements than whatever their absolutely. Other habits if, you, were. if you if you've seen our Home Depot here, yeah. yeah. But and 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 I, the delivery guy, I can I can attest mm-hmm. uh, the spending did not f- fall in that category, and it went up immensely. And I'm already starting to see it uh, go up as and, as we speak. So I know. So they might not be going to the Walmart to spend it, but they're definitely doing it online, and I'm delivering it. Yeah, and the pandi- pandemic relief efforts are the ultimate cause of this. I saw someone posted today. They someone did the numbers, and the with the rise in prices, uh, that two thousand dollars that we got in stimulus check, it, it basically buys what five thousand dollars would have bought prior to the stimulus checks. Hmm. I don't remember exactly how they came up with that math, but the the result is that unless you took that $2,000 and invested it in something... Like crypto? Like, like crypto, yeah. yeah. Or Bitcoin, or maybe even gold. gold. I don't know what gold is doing. Or, Gold's uh, kind of uh, just 
real uh, real estate and uh, well, you uh, can't it, invest two thousand dollars in real estate. Uh, and uh, well, you can buy a, you can buy a nice car or something, automobile. It's not an investment or a timeshare. It, it's an investment <laughs> now if you turn around selling it. It's a liability. True. At any rate, uh, I mean, if you need to get to work, but you can't you buy, buy it, but, yeah, you can't buy you can't buy an entire property with two thousand. No, but you, you can can't. you can put it with another ninety nine thousand <laughs> that's in your bank yeah. account that you don't actually have because I just made that up because we're all in debt. We don't own any. Well, There's nothing in our bank accounts. <laughs> that's true for most people, certainly. So now that the stimulus sugar rush has worn off, consumers are going back to their old ways of spending with their credit cards. Hmm. Credit card balances rose by seventeen billion dollars, just as they had during the second quarter. But they're still $123 billion lower than the end of 2019 before the pandemic hit. Auto loans and student loans also balances also increased, rising by $28 billion and $14 billion. So just across the board, Americans are spending big at the moment. Well, they're not really spending big. Their currency is just more useless so it seems like they're spending There's more big. zeros. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to be a millionaire soon. They're richer. Just add some more zeros to all <laughs> of the notes and everyone's wealthier. Instead of a $1 bill, we have a trillion dollar bill. Oh, it can't happen here, Aria. But that's the obvious solution. That will fix everything because then you make the entire population not just trillionaires, but mm. multi gazillionaires yeah, what comes after trillion we're uh, laughing at this but we just talked about this it was a mainstream news operation who said it out loud that this inflation is actually good for you oh yeah and they're not the first one i've seen more than one story about the that. aocs of this world believe in this type of economics mm-hmm. inflation is sitting at multi-year highs thanks to supply chain disruptions no no that's not what inflation <laughs> is but it that's typical not. for the media. They always say inflation is a rise in prices, and the reality is inflation is an increase in the money supply, and the government ain't slowing down in that. Nope. They just passed a new uh, trillion-plus-dollar infrastructure bill. Did they is, finally pass that nonsense? They did, yeah. Now, that's, oh, it's down from $3.5 trillion, so oh, whoa, good. we're whoop, cutting whoop back. <laughs> I, I don't care about that. I mean, they're going to inflate the currency. And, and they sure I, are. And I don't care, but... I don't like the crypto regulations that they worked into it in the yeah, Senate. That and those now, are there. Yeah. That's unfortunate. The latest inflation data from early Tuesday showed prices producers received for their products rose 0.6% in October. Now, I know a guy who owns a convenience store. 0.6% is not accurate for, what for the product price increases. Well, that's just in one month they're talking about there. Oh, that is just one month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, AP report here says inflation at the wholesale level rose 8.6% last month from a from a year earlier, matching September's record annual gain and offering more evidence that inflationary pressures are not yet easing. So this is the uh, producer price index. Now, here's the number you're talking about. Labor Department reported its producer price index, which measures inflation before it hits consumers, rose 0.6% last month from September, pushed higher by surging gasoline prices. So I think that means it's 0.6% higher than what September's was. So therefore, if September was 8%, this would be 8.6%. That's my reading of this. Either way, the reports are that these are record levels of producer yeah, that's almost, uh, price increases. I mean, that's and, they, and they're just claiming because of gas increases. Well, that's, that's their only. That's what they claim. 
And that's almost 10% versus last year. A 10% increase in prices, almost. But you have to understand, the media will never say this is because the government is printing money. They always have to come up with some other reason for it. Of course, why is the price of gas going up? Well, probably because they're printing money. That's one reason beyond regulations and all the other And then you have factors. Biden the other day. His explanation was people are getting sick. They're getting COVID and they can't go to work. That's why gas is up? That's why everything, that's that's why inflation. That's such <laughs> nonsense, man. And, you know, yeah, I, is. I've heard well, this that is, before. This, yeah, this is Biden. I mean. But it's clearly not the case. No. Six, we didn't lose the workforce from COVID-19. 603-283-6160. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. tonight's amplifier this means that tim is a member of the amps program you can find it at amps.freetalklive.com that's amps.freetalklive.com stands for advertise market promote and support so if you value the show if you want to show your support help us get on more radio stations get more podcast listeners all of that great stuff the amp program or the amps program is the best way to do that it's on patreon now so it's super easy to join. You probably already have a Patreon account, so just give us a look. All it takes is five bucks per month. That gets you in. And it comes with a number of cool little features, like there's an app-only Facebook group that I don't think anyone has asked to join in a very long time because we constantly tell our listeners not to be on Facebook, presumably. But there's also an app-only chat on our official server. So right. ch- check it out at amps.freetalklive.com if you like the show. So thank you so much, Tim. And we hope you continue supporting us. So we're talking about the economy here and the the massive devastation we're seeing. My family, I found out, is having a Thanksgiving dinner, but they're unable to even find <laughs> a turkey where they live. So they're, yeah. going, they're going ham? I don't know what they're doing. I, I, I don't care what they're doing. I, I just know that I was... Half invited to a turkeyless Thanksgiving. Wasn't this the same family that was like masks mandatory last year for Thanksgiving? I don't remember if masks were mandatory, but I remember they de- definitely social distanced. Okay. And I think there were people wearing masks. I don't remember now. but I, I remember you were not interested in, I mean, in that last year. Even if COVID wasn't a thing, I <laughs> still wouldn't, wouldn't go. go. <laughs> Got way better things to do. Well, I was at the one of the grocery stores here in town uh, last week. And they had two ch- large chest freezers full of turkeys. And I'm like, oh, okay, plenty of meat, plenty of turkeys here. I went back this week, all Ga- gone. Gone. I didn't. Even, the- I didn't even see them, so I, I wasn't even <laughs> all gone and replaced with nothing. The oh, two freezers were just sitting there, completely empty. Wow. Now this far out, that's that's unreal. But that's I mean, what but I'm uh, but I mean, typically that's this is the I way mean, you'd that it expect works. On like. November twenty second. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, yeah. The the week the week before, right. You want to start seeing those freezers start to empty out. There's a reason for that. The the, the department, the grocery store doesn't want to hold on to those no. things. They, they want to get rid have of. To slash their prices. But but almost three weeks out. Yeah, that's weird, man. It's not weird. It's we it's we see it. Yeah. It's it's in- inevitable. 
Yeah. Well, we've talked about the supply chain issues that have a lot to do with government regulations uh, on the, the you know the trucking industry, specifically California, where now you can't even operate an older truck. Apparently, like they've got certain regulations that keep a lot of trucks out of the state. Oh, that's sure to help with the shipping problem. And then there's the backup of the cargo ships off of the coast of California. And the guy that we talked to about that said, or the article we were reading uh, said, there is one truck. For every 14 shipping containers, I believe, that are I think being it was offloaded 19. at the port or something like that. So there's nowhere near enough trucks to take these containers away, yep. even if they could move all those ships out and get the, the containers off of them. So oh, there's but, no, huge it's problems. fine. Biden has a plan. He's going to find those cargo containers every single day that they're out there. <laughs> I heard about that. that. That That'll fix it. Right. It's certainly going to turn them away and make them never come back, I guess. I'm being facetious, of course. That is not going to fix it. The uh, cargo container overload mm-hmm. what was what, what's the reason they're not enough not of all right so there's not enough truckers but why not enough truckers is it because they uh, is because of uh, vaccine mandates that's one thing i think that's keeping some truckers uh out uh i imagine some of them just walked away from from the job or whatever plus the the ports themselves they don't have probably enough staff to keep this thing rolling also government uh these ports are run by governments and so the port workers are all union and so there's actually a whole other article I've had in show prep, which we're not going to get to tonight, but there's a, a whole story about uh, F- Foundation of Economic Education, Biden thanking the unions for promising to help solve a supply chain mess they created, where basically the unions, they're like, well, well it's five o'clock. We're done for the day. See ya. And then, you know, or whatever time, like 8 p.m. or whenever, they close down the port for several hours in the overnight when they could be, you know, moving yep freight wasn't desantis and, talking about and they oh, close it on the weekends exactly. it should it should be 24 7 that way that's these right. things are operating well that's what biden that was the big thing biden brought to the table is like all right here's how we're gonna fix it we're gonna make it 24 7 like here we are in 2021 and now they're finally talking about making these ports these mega ports in los angeles and the other one wherever that is long beach or something into 24 7 operations but then the point was even if they were 24 7 they couldn't move them onto the trucks fast enough these unions man they they're too much they're too much too much work these days we don't so, i mean there, there's away. also the reality as you said americans are buying more stuff than ever and at, le- at, le- at least online yeah yeah and so that that's coming from overseas well we need to i thought DeSantis was talking about opening a florida a florida port they have florida ports and yes he did uh, are, are, are really ramping it up and 24 7 as well because yeah. i mean this is the, yeah the, the free market could work this out it could, if it, it, it were a free market. If it were allowed to work. If it were market-owned ports instead of government-run operations. So we got a mess out there, and on top of that, you've got the federal government printing up trillions of dollars, right? And so, of course, none of these news stories admit or point out that that's why inflation happens. But here we are with the Wall Street Journal. Since we were talking about the record-level wholesale price increases of over 8.6% uh, or something like that in recent months, Confident consumers, they say here, have swallowed higher supermarket prices so far this year, but the risk of indigestion is growing. For companies that make staple goods, asking for more money is delicate. 
Recently, this was late October when this was published, the world's biggest food company, Nestle, said sales increased by an impressive 6.5% in the third quarter compared with the same period last year. Demand for their products is strong, and Nestle has been able to pass on the higher cost of inputs such as plastic and transport to their shoppers, a sign of healthy pricing power. Company shares are up 3% in early trading, but their cost of goods will increase by around 4% this year, they said, meaning they will shell out an extra $1.8 billion Swiss francs, because they're an international company, equivalent to $1.95 billion on everything from packaging to trucking. Danon, yogurt maker Danone, said Tuesday that its input costs will be 8% higher this year. The difference can probably be explained by what the two companies sell. Nestle's got a big coffee business where hedges have protected it from spiraling commodity costs, although these will roll off soon. Inflation is now so hot that Staples companies feel they have no option but to pass the costs on. These companies, like Nestle and Procter & Gamble, said recently that consumers can expect higher bills at the grocery store. The question is, how far can they push before shoppers defect to cheaper brands or buy fewer items? As a rule of thumb, price increases above 5% are harder to implement without changing buying patterns, according to supermarket and consumer goods executives. And now they sort of have to raise them more than 5%. That's, I mean, if your costs are up 8%, you can't, yeah. you can't eat those losses for very long. Yeah, I think I heard, I can't find the article, but I heard that Nestle is not even going to advertise this quarter. Why should they? Everybody knows their brands. Well, that yeah, this yeah. is true. But and they use and that's a lot of money right it there. Is. So they they might be able to make some of it up just dropping their advertising. There are caveats. Companies that make more premium brands, such as Nestle's Nespresso Coffee, have extra wiggle room, and consumers are less reactive to price changes in some countries than others. But still, the inflation is approaching more sensitive levels in the U.S., where prices for food consumed in the home increased 4.5 percent in September compared with the same month of 2020. In the euro area, prices for food, alcohol, and tobacco were just 2% higher, according to Eurostat. But is that the reality at the store? Is that what people are actually experiencing? These are just averages. Like, some people have seen milk go up a dollar per gallon, yeah, right? That's, that, that's basically all I buy. And I was surprised the other day going in there. And yeah, it's a, it's 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 almost a dollar twenty, dollar thirty more than it was, you know, three month, three three or four months ago. That's yes. surprising because one of the things I learned about New Hampshire when I first got here was just how cheap the milk is. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yeah, used like to, a, like a buck fifty. Yeah, I'm used to like four dollars a gallon, you know, in Mississippi or whatever. But here it was like a dollar thirty for a gallon. Yeah, all dairies up, eggs are up, cheese is up, meats. Meat, meat is way up. Nestle recently increased prices by 5% in the U.S., but this is still in negotiations with supermarkets on the other side of the Atlantic. Europeans can expect to pay more from the beginning of 2022. Staples companies have ways to shield shoppers from the full impact of rising commodity costs by running factories more efficiently. For example, consumers have also accumulated savings during the pandemic which is contrary to what we were just talking about a moment ago. Yeah, it sounds like the opposite is true. Record debt. Uh, so they say some might be willing to pay more than they usually would, but bosses at consumer goods manufacturers expect more increases in costs next year. Hey, but you know, Ian, it's all going to work out because uh, they're going to start unrolling all the bug bug flour. And the, and, the bug flour? And, the, and and the man-made uh, lab-grown... The, the lab grown, peanut butter or whatever it was we were talking about. And the lab-grown meat, which they're unrolling as we speak. Mm. And you're going to love it. You're not going to own a damn thing. And you're going <laughs> to eat. You're going you're gonna to lap up your bug, your bug burger, and you're going to love it. 
See, I'm okay with the lab-grown meats. That's fine. I'm but, not. But the bugs, uh, yeah. Well, see, the lab-grown, you can eat it without something having to die. And to me, that that's a net positive. If they can do it cheaper, what's wrong with it? If it ain't yeah, natural, you know? I don't want no part of it. It's natural mm. because humans are natural. Therefore, anything we create is natural. Anyway, price is going up. Join us in the meantime over on our chat server at chat.freetalklive.com. We'll be back same time tomorrow.